0: So my name is uh, Praveen Haladi, and I'm the technical product manager here for NodeSource. So NodeSource, uh, we call ourselves uh, the enterprise node company. So that's a pretty bold stake in the ground, right? So uh, you know everybody loves Node. Uh, you know seven million developers out there, hundred percent growth rate year over year. Uh, and then uh, but there is a reason why we call ourselves the Enterprise uh, note Company. We are fairly young. We are still a startup. We are uh, post-Series 8. Uh, we are about 30-plus people. Uh, we have an office here in San Francisco where I'm based, uh, but we have uh, our engineering and sales teams um, all over the world, actually. So uh, we have people from Sydney in Korea, uh, in the U.K., um, and, you know, spread all across the United States and uh, North America. Uh, We have engineers working from Canada, we have a support engineer working from Colombia, and so on. So uh, we are distributed by design. Um, And uh, as I said, we are pretty small. Uh, We were incorporated, I believe, in uh, 2014. So we're about, uh, I'm not even sure whether we've completed our third anniversary I myself have been working for this company for a little over three
1: months now. So wow. I'm relatively new. Also. <laughs> okay. yeah. Where did you, where did you yeah. come from? What was your background?
0: Yeah, certainly. So I come from, uh, GE digital. So, which is huge, right? So, uh, Part of G uh, but I come from G Digital, which is here in the East Bay, and they operated uh, a lot like a startup because uh, they have a an IoT platform. Um, you must have heard of Predix. So I come from uh, the big data world, you know, Cloud Foundry, Hadoop, that sort of uh, uh, world. Um, so, uh, so, so from there to here has not been that difficult a transition uh, because, you know, it's moving from one agile company to another. So it's been great um, so far. And I'm really excited to be working for Node's first uh, in this Red Hat industry uh, because, you know, meetups on Node and I see uh, – I've been in the industry for a long time, uh, about 20-odd years, and I've seen it grow from C++ to Java to – uh, yeah. And in those XML days, where I've been a developer myself uh, and an architect, I've seen it uh, uh, grow, um, especially in the web space. You know, Web 1.0, 2.0, and now we have cool uh, new microservices and uh, containerized-based models, and so on. So it's awesome um, uh, to see the uh, the movement and the traction um, in the industry as well as for Node itself. So, so let,
1: um, let let let's actually let's let's dig in a little bit to to the 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 business proposition. So many people who use Node will of course know NPM. I mean, I don't think you can do much with Node without it. So <laughs> so so a repository of dependencies and modules and things like that. Why might someone need something else apart from that?
0: Yeah, so that's a great question, right? So Node itself is very stable and Uh, So, uh, you know, in a way, we are competing against ourselves. And I say that because uh, we, as a company, have two strategies, a community strategy as well as a commercial strategy. So if somebody goes out and wants to download a build package for Ubuntu or Debian or Red Hat Linux, they actually go and then download it from one of our servers. So we are one of the top three sources for open source free Node.js downloads ourselves. So that's part of our community strategy, our open source strategy. We have uh, committers on our staff. Uh, we have, uh, I think the chairperson of the technical steering committee is on our staff, uh, Rod Bag of the Node Foundation. So we are very actively involved in the Node Foundation. So uh, um, Node by itself is a great stable product, uh, low footprint, small image, And you mentioned NPM, you know, huge ecosystem out there, 400,000 plus modules, right? So it seems geared for developers to just jump in and start building and deploying apps. Now, the question comes in as to, oh, how do I make sure my app is efficient, right? Uh, How do I make sure it's stable once it's in production, you know, how do I debug nitty gritties, you know, in this world of, you know, containerization, orchestration, uh, microservices at scale, in you know, thousands of node processes out there, uh, what if something goes wrong? You know, do I know, do I have the right tools to go in and debug? Um, DevOps people, for DevOps people, the concern is, you know, how do I make sure Everything is green on my dashboards, right? Everything is running, and if something goes down, how do I reduce MTR—the mean time to resolve issues, right? How do I ensure that uh, uh, developer the the uh, you know downtimes are minimal and so on? So you need tools for that: monitoring tools and debugging tools. So, right?
1: so basically, um, you're adding on top of. Um... Okay, well, let's start. So firstly, do you um, provide an additional source to npm, or do you provide kind of a layer on top saying, we've checked these modules, this one's okay, this one's not, et cetera, et cetera, or are you kind of forking them into a separate space?
0: Okay, so great question. So let me make this clear. We have two products, two commercial products. One is Nsolid. Which is our Node.js runtime, which so what that does is so it's 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 the same runtime that somebody can go and download it for free, but what we've done is we've baked our uh, you know secret sauce into it, into it, which essentially gives you a ton of telemetry, node telemetry. Right. I'm going to come to certified modules later, but so so this is this is with this we are answering the question that I posed earlier. Uh, it's great. I build my apps using Node. You know, how do I make sure that everything is going fine? How do I make sure my application? You know, I'm in the middle of sprint cycles or whatever. I need to develop and deploy code quickly. How do I make sure that my application is efficient and can scale well in production? Right. So that's why you use our um, our runtime, uh, which is nSolid, um, it's uh, LTS compliant. You know, four, six, and soon we're going to have LTS eight in October, so it's uh, LTS compliant. And that's uh, and we also have images. I think when the in the meeting invitation, I, I saw the topic was uh, N-Solid for Alpine, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that that was something uh, that
1: that piqued my interest a little bit. Well, maybe we'll come back to that, but yeah, carry on. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so essentially, that's just a deployment target. So our customers out there uh, say, we use Docker. So do you have anything for Docker? Do you have an image for Docker? So we say, fine, we'll build images for Docker. And then um, we have this new distribution of Linux with a really small footprint and a focus on security called Alpine. And Customers obviously want a, an N-solid image for Alpine. And that's what we give us. So that's what we announced back in April. Uh, so it's a deployment target. Uh, now, coming back to the product itself, we have a drop-in replacement for the free Node.js runtime. So you, uh, you know, all you have to do is, instead of running your Node application with Node, you just run it with Solid, and that's it. There's no code instrumentation, there's no required modules, there's no additional things you have to install, and there's no performance over it, because this is all in the runtime. We don't pollute the event loop, you see. Um, and I'm saying this specifically because obviously uh, there's a lot of heavyweights out there in the industry. So realize that Node is taking off, and they should be in the game, like these APM vendors, right? So uh, they uh, have, you know, the application performance monitoring vendors. They cater to, they've so far catered to Java and Python and Ruby and Django and all of these, and now they see Node coming up, and they say, oh, we need to be in that space too. But they cannot provide the type of telemetry that we can provide because we hook in so deeply into the runtime.
1: And and also interestingly, I see you're providing things like vulnerability monitoring. And is that uh, live vulnerability monitoring? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's real-time vulnerability monitoring as uh, uh, your application is running in, in memory. So... Uh, if you think of it in layers, you have at the bottom, you have our runtime. Even if you just install our runtime, you'll get all the telemetry. So you can pipe it straight to any of your visualization tools like Datadog or Graphite or Grafana, right? And that's the other thing we do. So we don't force customers to use our UI. Yeah, using our StatsD. Our so, yeah. right? Using StatsD. You know, it's statically compliant. All you have to do is to uh, configure the Statsby endpoint, you know, host and port where your statically daemon is listening. All these 40 plus metrics are going to be streamed right every second. They're going to just go straight to your dashboards. And then you get the entire holistic picture. Whatever statically compliant dashboards are being used. If you're on AWS, it'll be CloudWatch. If you're on GCP, it'll be, you know, StackDriver and so on. Uh, App Insights on Azure. And so, on. so totally, totally open. So, so that's the that's the bottom layer. On top of that is our uh, debugging feature, which includes the console, and that's where you can see the security vulnerabilities. So we have a very intuitive UI, where number one, you can see if there are any known security vulnerabilities, you know, in the packages that are in your applications while it's running. Uh, number two. It gives enhanced debugging capability. So, for instance, you can actually set thresholds. So, if memory goes over a certain threshold or CPU usage goes over a certain threshold, you know you can actually kick off uh, a CPU profile or you can take a snapshot of memory. And it's really cool. I mean, if you've seen one of these uh, flame graphs, you know it's amazing. You can actually uh, and I myself, uh, I come from a and uh, from a product management background. Uh, I left the engineering world a few years ago, so I never really delved that deep into you know DevOps and investigating the stack traces and so on recently. And when I came in, I saw, wow, this is so cool. Uh,
1: yeah, I, see, I've, I've like met a, a few recently. I've encountered. I, I was recently on a trip to um, Tel Aviv. Um, where there's a lot of companies who are very good at this kind of technology. And I met some uh, similar companies who do something with in the JVM uh, world and a couple of others. And it's become, I think, because processing and compute power has become powerful enough to be able to handle these sorts of services with, with next to no impact, you now have these amazing yeah. services that can jump in, right, pinpointing uh, at, to a code level problems and identifying problems and things like that. Um, it's quite a, quite an interesting uh, space right now. Let's, I wouldn't mind yes. moving on to a second question and then we might sort of uh, revisit some of this in a minute. So let's talk about the certified modules as well. How does that work?
0: Sure. Yeah, so certified modules, uh, we are targeting a different area. We are targeting governance and compliance, right? And um, so coming back to NPM, 400,000 plus modules, uh, very thriving ecosystem out there. Now, the natural question for large enterprises, you know, we talk to banks, we talk to healthcare providers, and so on, um, uh, large telecom companies. The the question in their minds is, you know, uh, we are introducing third-party packages into our ecosystem. Um, what are uh, some of the pitfalls of doing so? Right? in terms of introducing security vulnerabilities or uh, licensing issues, for instance, right because these are uh, open source licenses and many times uh, com- companies want to use these packages in their commercial offerings. So there can be legal liabilities arising from using these non-compliant packages. Right. So the question that we are trying to answer or the problem we are trying to solve is uh, we make sure that before you introduce these third party modules into your ecosystems that they are fully vetted and certified by us. And what we provide is a curated registry where we pre certified these packages. So instead of pointing, you mentioned NPM. so. Instead of pointing to the NPM registry, all the customer needs to do is point to our registry. So we'll provision a node source certified registry which has which is like identical to the NPM registry, right? The only difference being that we've we'll certified every version of every package out there. Now, how does it matter? Uh there's two things. Number one, uh, you can go to the notes or certified modules portal and then search for modules and you'll, you can get the trusted score. You, you, there's a red, amber, green. We have a, we, we certify modules based on certain criteria, right? So there's, there's a couple of critical criteria. One, um, the two critical criteria are licensing. Uh, we make sure that they're, uh, you know, Apache or BSD or MIT. Um, we don't uh, recognize, copy left licenses, so to speak, and then there's, there may be packages with no licenses. Um, licensing is one criteria. The other one is uh, non-security vulnerabilities. So tying back to what we provide in NSolid, right? Same thing. So if there are any non-security vulnerabilities, we will not certify the package. It will fail. <laughs> Apart from those, we have certain other criteria. We check for uh, package documentation. You know, Does it have a readme file? Uh, how large is the package? I mean, if it's really bloated, then it means, uh, you know, uh, it's it's kind of a health check, right? It's not de- been designed well. So we kind of lower the score there a little bit. They're non-critical criteria, but still the score will be uh, slightly lower. So if a user goes to certified modules portal and then types in, uh, you know, Express or Grant or any one of these uh, packages, then they can actually see the score, and they can see whether it's um, passed or failed. And that's not it. Uh, we know that uh, one of the key benefits of Node is, you know, its reusability and modularity. So you can have, uh, you know, huge dependency trees, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you never know. Exactly so you, you know I, we know there are other offerings out there that uh, you know check your package.json and check that particular package and then tell you if, if there are any licensing issues but what we do is we do scan the entire dependency tree we go down and then look at the dependencies of that package dependencies of those packages and so on and we can do that because we've pre-certified the whole thing so that the score we provide is is actually an aggregate score for that okay, is,
1: okay. Uh, and all, the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. Dependency. And not just... And then it, 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 the whole score gets brought down by one sort of flaky dependency, then... Yeah, okay. Um, so how yeah. does this... I can see on the certified modules page pricing. Um, so how... Two questions. How does... How does no... Um, how does uh, no, N-Solid and certified modules work in terms of pricing? And I guess related to that... <laughs> How successful have you been in kind of convincing um, development teams or bosses of development teams that this is useful to them as opposed to them just figuring it out themselves?
0: Right. So uh, before delving into pricing, let's talk about our uh, sales strategy, right, because that impacts pricing as well. Now, there's various ways to approach this. We have the web channel sales where you can have a touchless experience uh, you can go in and sign up and swipe your credit card and then mm-hmm. just get going. And then you have enterprise sales where you cater to larger groups, you know, ELAs, you know, enterprise licensing agreements, uh, larger groups of people, numbers of processes, etc. So for NSOLID, we've always followed an enterprise sales strategy uh, right since the beginning uh, because uh, uh, you know, and then we, we you know we are targeting these DevOps teams. Primarily, uh, developers find a lot of value as well. I mean, I personally talked to customers as part of uh, you know product interviews that oh, there are there are companies where different teams use solid Development teams use it, QE teams use it, and DevOps teams use it for different purposes. So um, I wouldn't say we only target DevOps, uh, but we found um, in the last couple of years that uh, the uh, decision makers in devops teams are most likely to buy and solve it.
1: okay 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 so th- i guess i guess the, the, the pitch is it saves them a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, that's well that's always that's the pitch with a lot of saas products of course but <laughs> right. save you yeah. the time you could do it yourself but we'll save you the time and um, you can spend that time on other things so but just is is N-Solid, uh, free to use or is that also licensed somehow Or, I don't know, like capped somehow in terms of usage or...
0: So when you say free to use, you mean in terms of
1: pricing? Well, just because in terms of certified modules, I can see a fairly clear kind of pricing box at the bottom. Yeah. But within Solid, I'm not 100% sure, like, can I just... Can anybody just use it? Or is there a point where after, like, 30 days or something, it says, oh, you know...
0: Well, we have free trials too, uh, but the... uh, you know, as I said, we are focusing on enterprise sales. So, usually sales wants to come in and then they want to, um, um, they, you know, we can provision trial licenses for, you know, 14 days. They can be renewed and so on. So, sales is very uh, tightly uh, involved in the, in the process, in the trial process. Now, uh, certified modules it's really new right and solid has been around I think for two years so certified modules is very brand new uh, we released certified modules just in March uh, and the target uh, buyer for certified modules are uh, and, and that's what we found recently are you know senior executives you know VP uh, you know managing director level um, compliance VPS and so on people who are generally worried about uh, bringing in untrusted third party packages and so on. because not so much for developers or DevOps, right? So it's more to do with compliance. And yeah, no, no, for so, sure.
1: I've actually been um, doing a little bit of compliance work with a couple of companies recently and I, I sort of, yeah, yeah. there's, there's actually, a, it's something you don't realize often until you start delving into that world and then you realize why people care about it so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So from, yeah. a, from a developer, uh, oh, sorry, carry on, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, just to answer your question about pricing, right? So when we started off, we had a pretty high floor. We had a floor of uh, $1,000 for up to 50 users. Um, But then uh, we realized that a lot of smaller teams are interested in using certified modules. Just to try it out. And I'm not talking about, you know, VP compliance. These are just developer teams. So we said, hey, I mean, this is unexpected, right? Um, we weren't targeting developers in the first place, but we have small startups who are also worried about governance and compliance. They would love to look at uh, certified modules. Uh, so they say, but we don't have 50 people in our company. We have like 10 people or 12 people or 20 people. So, and that's the motivation of uh, offering this lower cost, you know, $100 a month plan where, um, you know, a mid-level manager can swipe his or her credit card for hundred bucks and then just see if, uh, you know, it provides any value for them. So that was the, uh, that was the thinking behind um, the, you know, upfront pricing for um, certified models. Having said that, when um, our sales teams go and pitch to clients, uh, they're interested because th- since these are complimentary offerings, they find strong interest in both our products uh, and solid for monitoring, debugging and real time security monitoring, as well as uh, certified modules for a curation aspect of it. Right? So we have, here is a node source certified registry for you to use, make sure you don't use any non-compliant packages into your ecosystem. So that's the value proposition there. So, Hopefully that
1: answers your question on pricing. Sure. So, so from a developer perspective, um, just out of interest, can I run vanilla Node and NPM and NodeSource side-by-side in something like NVM or just... Because I could, I could see from some of the brief documentation that you use the same namespace. So is there a way that I can have both running on a development system or is NodeSource only designed for production systems anyway?
0: Oh, you can uh, definitely run um, um, Nsolid on your development systems too. It's absolutely it uh, doesn't matter, and you can also run a combination of these too. So we don't prevent preclude users from using vanilla node
1: and and do you feed into something like nvm just because i know in node is one of those areas where versions can matter so you have these tools for switching yeah. between versions so is that you, you match the kind of main node versions i guess
0: yeah so we are fully lts compliant you know four and six and then soon to be released uh, eight Um, Now, about your specific question on NVM, I need to get back to you because I'm fairly new to Node myself, so I'll need to get back to you on that one. Sure.
1: No problems. Okay, so just sort of wrapping up, I mean, one of your most recent announcements, which we sort of covered in a conversation, was that uh, you're now the um, the N-Solid uh, product is integrating with StatsD um, and you've already also mentioned the, the, the Alpine option, so you're very much going for that kind of um, we can be a, a component in your stack but whatever the rest of your stack is, it doesn't matter so much because we have options for you, we're using standard open source tools to mean that whatever else you've got it can plug in somehow um which is great i mean that's always one of the biggest issues with a lot of kind of um enterprise i'm not going to say proprietary because you're not fully proprietary but enterprise systems is you know um we've got to replace everything (laughs) so which is always a pain so that's great um and i guess uh What what's on the horizon? What's coming up next? What what's your next announcements? What's on the roadmap?
0: Right, that Uh, you can talk about. uh, What? Yeah, so we've got a um, a lot of exciting stuff coming up, uh, and what we're trying to do is um, we do these uh, customer surveys, customer interviews all the time. Um, So we want to make sure that when we build features. that they provide immediate value to customers. And the best way to do it is if customers ask for it themselves. It's not always possible because we've got a fantastic forward-looking engineering team who themselves can come up with a lot of ideas. But my job is to make sure there's a product market fit, that when a feature goes out, people are excited to use it, and it provides real value for them. So there's a few areas uh, uh, where uh, we, we are planning to focus our efforts on going forward. One is making it even easier for um, um, developers to debug um, their applications, right? Um, for instance, every APM vendor out there, uh, you, have, you can get your um, you know, uh, memory profiles, but then you still have to load it into Chrome DevTools and then look at your uh, you know, bottlenecks. You, you compare your Snapchats and so on. So one of the questions that we have is, hey, can we do this in NSOLID solid where, you know, you don't even have, you know, a developer doesn't have to uh, go outside and do this extra step of loading your snapshots or profiles into Chrome DevTools. Can we do that in NSOLID solid so that it reduces that step and then saves him or her that much of time, you know? So those are the kind of questions uh, that we try to answer. Um, also, you know, enriching our console. So, um um, we have a lot of ideas around how to add more value um, in, um, um, in u- utilizing or making sense of the metrics. Going back to our most recent release, the StatsD, right? StatsD integration is one aspect. Uh, the main value is really the metrics that we provide, the telemetry that nobody else does, like async activity, um, deep event loop health metrics, and so on. Now, how do we? Um, how do we visualize them in a way that's meaningful to customers and they can actually see real value? So those are some of the things that we are going to uh, work on in the coming months.
1: And actually your, your final point there is something I'd like to sort of wrap up with um, I will admit I am in Berlin, it's the evening and a friend has just arrived for dinner so, so I'll right. wrap up but um, so I can see there's um, I think NPM I'm pretty sure offers kind of a similar idea for modules and I know some other companies that offer like the security scanning on node applications things like that but I, I, as far as I know I can't think of any Anyone who kind of offers the whole package but in all honesty in all brutal honesty do you have any direct competitors um and i think you've already kind of said what you think your your special source is but who do you consider kind of your competitors and alternatives to what you offer
0: yeah so i think uh, the The brutally honest uh, response is, uh, uh, and I'm talking about just Node itself. Mm. You know, we are competing against (laughs) Vanilla Node since it's so stable, right? So uh, it's like superbly stable package. Uh, uh, Now there are uh, APM vendors out there, and then um, who claim to cater to everybody, right? So when we walk into a uh, customer's office, they say hey, but, you know, we just bought eggs, and then they do everything. Um, then we have to go that extra step and prove that our incremental offering, the additional telemetry or the curated registry provides that additional value. Uh, because uh, even though, you know, you mentioned NPM, you know, you have NPM enterprise or NPM orgs or teams, uh, they do have add-ons, they do have NSP add-ons or FOSA and so on. But uh, nobody offers uh, a curated registry uh, right out there where somebody can go and search for modules even before they, you know, bring them into their ecosystem. So curation is what we are competing on, Um, even though, yeah, apparently uh, by the look at it, you will see quite a few offerings out there that offer, say, security scanning or license checking and so on.
1: So actually, I do have one final question I think um and I don't know if you've been with the company long enough to to know if the answer to this and I'm not even sure if I'm asking the right question, but let's give it a go so do you sure. think using um if I was a customer using node source instead of node, would I have been prevented against like problems that occurred with the the infamous left pad incidents incident incident
0: yeah uh, yeah that's right so um had it occurred today you definitely have uh now having said that i mean i'll be in all all, uh, in all honesty i think npm itself has fixed that problem right so (laughs) now (laughs) it's immutable (laughs) yeah okay yeah we don't have that, uh, I believe, anywhere on our positioning statements. At least I don't talk about left hand because I, I think it, I think it's more it's just a, it, by-
1: you know in terms of do you, does your monitoring kind of suddenly go oh hang on a minute something's gone a bit wrong here, <laughs> yeah, and and have an ability to kind of notify customers that um, there's a potential issue about to occur or you know a pre. A, Preemptive, preventative, sort of trigger because of the sorts of monitoring you have in place. I guess is maybe yeah a thought. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So definitely, I think there. Uh, it's more than monitoring. It would be our uh, registry, which yeah. would be yeah. kind of protected. Which would safeguard you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protected.
0: Yeah. It's immutable. So uh, had we had. Certified modules. Back when the left pad incident (laughs) happened, you would not have been affected by it because you know you would be protected against that
1: I think that's that's a that's a sales line if if there is any no other.